Bartleby is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. Yo, what up, everybody? This is the Spawn on Me podcast. I'm your host, Kylie Fadams. I hope you're all doing well today. I hope everybody's having a fantastic, awesome day. I hope you are chilling. Hope you are feeling good. Hope everybody is in a good spot and everybody is, you know, rocking out, having fun, making sure that everything is in a good place for you, your family, and everybody else in the space. It is episode 451 of our show very very excited to be here with all of you this evening we are back on twitch let me tell you what happened so first of all thank you everybody for engaging in the experiment that was uh us doing the show live on youtube um it didn't work the way that i wanted it to work so we're back on twitch so what happened was there's a lot of interesting minutiae in the way that I produce the show. I really like to do it basically as like we're doing a one shot, one take and, and getting it in and making it happen that way. And the format for what we were trying to do kind of worked, but also didn't really do exactly what I was hoping for. So we're going to continue to be here on Twitch and we're going to wind up having, um, all of our VODs continue to be on YouTube in the way it has always been. Uh, we're going to continue to do that, put up our shows for something epic and episodes of the podcast and shorts and all that kind of stuff will be over on our YouTube channel. Um, and we'll continue to do the live show here on Twitch. So thank you to everybody who sh showed back up here on Twitch. Uh, we know it's an ask. I know it's an ask for people to move around and, you know, be on one platform and then switch over to the other platform because I am the person who is moving things and twisting knobs and all that kind of stuff. So thank you for everyone who's returned and come back. Cause it does mean a lot, uh, for you to all kind of work with me while I'm doing that process and, and, and figuring out how to make the show better for me and for you and for everybody involved. So Massive love to you all for being here tonight and every night and all that kind of good stuff. Thank you, Cameron Ken, again for the resub. You've been here for 21 months. Massive love to you. I have been doing okay. I've been a little bit under the weather. I was under the weather yesterday. wasn't feeling good, hence the reason why we didn't do the show yesterday. Um, and it's just been wild busy with 9 to 5 job, um, Spawnies stuff, uh, working in that. Uh, trying to figure out and play some stuff. There's been so many games and then cover everything. It's been really, really busy for all the things that have been in the space. Um, so we're going to try to get back on our every Wednesday night, um, every Wednesday evening recordings for stuff, especially because Thursday night football is happening on <laughs> Thursdays, uh, which... You know, we have a lot of football fans in our in our audience, so I don't want that to be a blocker for y'all to worry about watching the game or watching the show and that kind of stuff. So um, that's that's important to me. That's important to you know everything involved. So I want to thank everybody for being here. Cheese holidays. Thank you uh, again for following all that kind of stuff. Royal Martin for the sixteen months of all that goodness in there i want to remind all of you as well and it's important because we're doing that conversation of coming back to twitch please 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 follow us on 
our social media channels at spawn on me at Khalif Adams because we're doing all of our Spawnies nomination votes on those channels. So if you see those tweets, the most recent one we did was for our Jamiroquai award, our VR award. Um, so please, if there are VR games that you like, throw responses, throw replies of the name of the game on those tweets so that our wonderful friends over at Grab Labs can find that, pull that in, make some dopeness happen. Um, and we just hit a hype train here back on Twitch for September. Again, it's also September. So if you want to support the channel for a discounted rate, hook us up. Hook us up with a, with a wonderful sub. Um, here uh, and, and and we can grow the channel in, in even more ways uh, and I need the money because the spotties are expensive anyway <laughs> that's another conversation for a whole other day so uh, again thank you to everyone for coming through and rocking so please definitely go check that stuff out we'll be sending out more uh, tweets about nominations uh, up until the 30th I'm sorry, up until October 30th, uh, when we're gonna do our nomination show live here on the front page of Twitch. So we're gonna be doing that show. It's gonna be me and potentially Rihanna um, telling you about all the votes that you already casted. And then we're gonna say, hey, here are all the games that are nominated for each category. Now you get a chance to, to vote for winners uh, in this space. We're trying to balance it out into a spot where we're getting some of the games that are going to be coming out a little bit later in the year into the mix. But it doesn't mean that if you see a tweet that went out this week about one category that you still can't vote for the other categories that are in that mix. Please, I'll find a way. I'll pin those tweets somewhere. I'll put a big thread in there somewhere so that you can vote, uh, or we'll do a recap on our on our social media feeds so that you can see those earlier uh, categories as well. So you're not feeling left out on any of that stuff, um, and then you can continue to vote there. And then hopefully you'll be able to vote for the winners. You will be able to vote for the winners here on Twitch with our Twitch extension that'll be up on the the screen once we put that up. Uh, during the nomination show and we're going to revamp our website too um to to have a space for you to be able to vote there as well so that's enough blathering from me about those layers um the week has been pretty great in terms of gaming stuff it's been really busy it's been pretty wild in terms of all the things that have been in the mix it has been tgs we had we just had the modern warfare event we're going to talk about all that stuff here i had some other stuff that i played at pax that i couldn't talk about until now uh, we're going to talk about bayonetta 3 because i got a chance to play bayonetta 3 um, i was been playing some other game that i'm really excited for and and, and it's coming up the end of 2022 is going to be bonkers in terms of what's coming out what's getting talked about what things are showcased and what things are out in the world it is going to be very very busy for everyone in the video game industry um in in that space and we'll be talking about the video game industry layers at the end of the show because i have to give some flowers to some folks who 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 lost their jobs today so with that being said we're going to jump into our 411 and talk about the news of the week and here we go up on the 411 street fighter 6 looks dope 
that was me singing. That was my singing voice. That was my, I think I hit a high note or medium, medium note or a medium note. I, I don't care. Either way, Street Fighter VI looks nuts. That game looks dope. TGS, they showcased a whole bunch of information about the new game, and I am ridiculously excited for it. All the stuff that I was hoping for them to do when they showed the initial kind of, you know, information about that game is coming into Street Fighter VI in a real way. So you're going to have customization, you're going to have avatars, you're going to have customization, uh, you're going to have different versions of battles that you'll be able to have. You're going to have some returning characters in Blanca, Dalsum, E Honda, Ken, looking like he just got off the welfare line. It looks dope. And I'm so excited because what it feels like is Capcom saying, we know that the best way to capture more people into this game is to go wacky. We have to not be as stringent about our IP in a way that's going to move people out of the space because there's a lot of competition in the fighting game space now. The fighting game space is not one in which you can just rest on your laurels and have a game be, you know, not feature rich and not really dig into, you know, all of the stuff that they're in that space. This game is coming with mad stuff um, in it. And I am just like ridiculously excited for it. I'm trying to look up a couple of very specific things about it because there was a lot of stuff that got talked about in uh in the trailer that they showed at tgs today let me see if i can find a good article for it um uh, uh, uh. so uh there's a beta test that's happening uh you can register for that um and that's going to start on october 7th um and it's going to run to october 10th i have a feeling i might actually be out of town that week so i may have to like pack up my my console and go with it uh, because I can't not play the new Street Fighter stuff. I think that's going to be unreasonable for me to miss out on this thing when it's going to be out. Even though, look, I'm very, very lucky. I got a chance to play it already uh, with the first beginning character. So I am, I am definitely in a place where I can't be mad at any of that stuff. Um, but I'm going to be, wild sad if I can't go get some hands on with this thing in that way. So there's going to be playable characters in the beta test. Luke, Jamie, Ryu, Chun-Li, Guile, Kimberly, Jury, and Ken. Excited to see how Jury is going to wind up being. Um, there's going to be some new featured modes and stages. The modes are going to be ranked matches, casual matches, battle hub matches. Uh, the match will begin with both of you and another player sit down at a battle cabinet. You can go into training mode while you wait for a match. You can also spectate while other people are playing. Very much like DNF, uh, where you kind of sit at a fake uh, uh, fighting game cabinet and you play in that way. It's going to be open tournaments, so those are going to be held periodically. Uh, training mode, so you'll be able to actually train. Game Center, enjoy the classics again in this area. I love this. This is super dope. And this is also like a weird technology thing that I think is also really, really cool because we remember like you'd have to go get all the wrong, like Capcom compilation uh, 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 things in there where you'd have to be able to do it that way. This, you're going to be able to play 
probably most of the previous Street Fighter games that were, you know, the kind of classic old school ones inside that other game at that place. So go register. There's a link in the chat right now. Shout out to Arctic for putting the link in. There's going to also be extreme battles. The rules and gimmicks for extreme battles change every day. You can go into training mode while you wait for a match to spectate those. So extreme battles also is really cool. I saw one where uh, Ken and Ryu, I think, were fighting and a bull just runs through the stage and knocks them over. It's a thing you have to account for. Some weird thing that's going to happen within the mix is going to come through and potentially mess with you. Like, again, they're going real wacky with the game in a way that I feel is going to really pull this across so many different folks. Again, like, the if the net code is there, they may have won the fighting game conversation until... Mortal Kombat or whatever NetherRealm is working on gets announced and starts to have more conversations about that. But in a real way, if they can nail that netcode bit and the game feels really good, there's already a ton of excitement from folks within the fighting game community on so many different levels. Think about when this gets into the actual tournament space. That is going to be nuts. It's going to be dope because then everybody will start to learn tech and everyone will start to kind of practice and everyone will start to figure out like who's going to be good in what space. You know, this could be a really wild thing to see somebody like Sonic Fox really dig into this space when players like IDOM, shout out to IDOM, mad love to IDOM and Exit, have been you know, at the top of the game for a long period of time. Is this the time that we actually see someone like a Sonic Fox put in a bunch of time into one of the biggest fighting game IPs of all time? That would be kind of wild, especially when Sonic Fox isn't old. He's super young in the space, but he's been in the, he's been a competitor for a really long time. We saw in the, in the MK space, how, we're now getting new talent who is supplanting some of the folks who were at the top of that hill for a long time. Is this a place in which we see even more folks come to and become even better at the at, at games than all the people that we grew up kind of watching and started to watch over the past couple of Evos and stuff? It's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. One of the other things that I thought was really, really cool is the additional content stuff. So again, your character, your, your characters, your your avatars you can build. You know, they, they talked a little bit about, you know, how you can can showcase those and customize those in a way that felt really cool. There's a DJ booth, you can you can spin some music, it looks like. There's a place where you can take photos, which also looked really cool. Um, I am just like over the moon about what Capcom is doing, how they're promoting this game. How they're building it looks dope, feels like it, it It plays really well in the time that I had a chance to play it. Again, Ken looks like he's been doing meth, uh, and it's great. <laughs> Ken, has been, Ken has been having a hard time out there in the world uh, trying to get his family back. Uh, but I'm hyped for him because I'm going to be rocking Ken again. Like, Ken is going to be my dude uh, coming back into this game for Street Fighter Six. So... I am just, again, excited for this. Again, it's going to be October 7th through the 10th, where you, is when you can get into the open beta. 
I'm going to definitely be trying to get into that thing so I can get some some rep-ins to play that ridiculous, redonkulous game. Um, next up is Modern Warfare 2. I might be back in, y'all. I never. I didn't think I was going to say it. I didn't think I was going to say it. I didn't think I was going to say that I was going to be back on the Call of Duty train. Here's what's interesting. Battlefield 2042... Yes. Battlefield 2042 has failed me. I don't have a main shooter anymore. It's not going to be Destiny because of the grind. Um, I play more Rumbleverse than anything else at this point. I need a shooter that's going to hold me down in a real way because I haven't had a shooter in a long time hold me down. Because Apex, I'm just, I need friends for Apex. I don't have no friends. But, um,. This game, with all the stuff that's in it, after watching almost a six-hour stream today from the folks from Infinity Ward and everybody at Activision, this game looks nuts. It's, you know, wow, there's like so much stuff in here. I'm going to read some of the stuff that's in here. So Warzone 2.0 is the next iteration of their Battle Royale. That thing looks wild. It's a large desert map uh, that has a whole bunch of POIs in it, a whole bunch of ways you can play it. Like you can get health packs off of walls. There are different places where you know things are going to spawn. Vehicles are going to play a bigger role in this. Water is going to play a bigger role in the game in a real way. There's a new gulag in the game as well that's not in that kind of tight space in that bathroom anymore. It's going to be a gulag scenario in which you spawn with an with someone who was an enemy on another team going towards and trying to kill another separate two-person team inside that space. You're going to have to pick up weapons in the map. You're going to have to potentially fight some AI in there, as they said on the stream today. The Gulag looks really cool. There's also another component where, like, I don't know, I forgot how you obtain it, but basically it's a key. So you can basically dip out. You can be like, yo, I don't want to even fight in the Gulag. I got my get out of free card. I'm going to dip out of the Gulag and just leave. Again, wild stuff that they're doing over at Activision, but it feels, again, like they are paying attention to so much of the community. They know that they have an opportunity to really make a comeback here, not only with a really good single player, but with, again, their bread and butter, which is multiplayer in a real big way, which is going to be very, very interesting to see how that stuff works they talked about you know shooting in water how that's going to be different they talked about you know visibility in water that stuff is going to be super weird and and different um let's see what's the other stuff here that they talked about um it's going to be launching on november 16th 2022 it'll be free to play just like warzone uh while this game is being built for next gen hardware in my it will be released on ps4 and xbox one too um, Warzone 2 and Modern Warfare 2 will share seasons and progression will be shared between both games. Vehicles in Warzone will now run out of gas, which is kind of good, which means you can't just drive all over the place to do whatever you want. And you can shoot out the tires. So if like someone's trying to run away from you and they just try to do a drive-by, you can pop their tires and they have to deal with it. Um, says, interestingly enough, this is coming from Kotaku, Warzone 2 is changing up the Battle Royale formula by implementing multiple circles. So you're not just going to have one big circle. You'll have multiple circles. 
This will have the effect of splitting up players for a while before the circles eventually converge into a more traditional battle royale final. I love that. I love that because what's one of the hardest parts about getting dubs in BRs is you have to follow the circle all the time. Now that there's going to be basically three different circles that are all going to combine into one at some point, you have different ways and different choke points within the map that are going to be dynamic and they're going to move around. So you're going to have to have lots of different tactics for other stuff. Now imagine if some of that stuff is, you know, locked into a spot on the map where it's mostly water, right? Because most maps like that, water is death, right? You find up going into any spot, there's water and there's nothing you can do. Now, what if there's like the final circles in the water part of the map and then all of the things have to converge on there? Do you have a, do you have a boat? Do you have, a, do you have a, a, another vehicle where you can kind of drive through it? All of that stuff is going to be really cool. Super dope. Um, it says Infinity Ward says that matches will contain 120 players and no bots. That's a lot. That's the one thing that I'm a little bit worried. I have to see how it fits on that size map. 120 people is going to be a lot. We saw that not work super well for games like Battlefield, where they had to kind of pare down most of their stuff because they were going, I think, at 128. 120 is a lot of people to kill and potentially like avoid because you want to run away and not die. Um, Spec Ops is coming back, so that's going to be awesome. They haven't said much about it, but the mode will launch on October 28th. The Dolphin Dive is going to be back. I didn't like the Dolphin Dive. I thought the Dolphin Dive was kind of cheesy because we already have people who drop shot and quickscope. I don't know if that's going to be fun, having people Dolphin Dive. I think it's going to be one of those things that people are going to do for funsies and then they're going to see it's not really viable. Or if they've done figured out how it's going to work instead of slide canceling and dolphin diving might be the new might be the new hotness we don't know yet um and they said modern warfare 2 will apparently have raids these will be three player co-op experiences that sound similar to raids in destiny infinity war didn't say much about this new mode during the event and it won't be released until after the game launches in october that sounds like it's going to be interesting i wonder if there's going to tie some cosmetic stuff to it you know if you beat the raid you get some fun guns some fun skins that kind of stuff that also makes a lot of sense in the way that that works um some larger modes will so will now support ai players charlie uh, intel reports that when you kill an ai player in invasion the game makes it clear you took out a bot and not a real player good to know i think that's interesting uh, that that's going to be the way that that works um the beta uh, for folks who pre-ordered it, it will be out, I think, tomorrow, which is September 18th. They said it goes live on September 16th for PlayStation players who pre-ordered the game or have a pre-release code. So it, may, it goes out tomorrow for PlayStation folks. September 18th, it will become an open beta for all PS4 and, PS5, and PS5 players to try. And then it will open up to more players on September 22nd. And then going completely open to everyone on September 24th. So they're doing a kind of staggered release for for certain pigs, certain po uh, people, uh, giving the people who pre-ordered some love early. Beta will feature the standard 6v6 mode that most players expected, but will also include a 32 versus 32 ground war mode. Uh, four maps will be included in the beta uh, when it starts, and ground war invasion will take 
uh, a little bit of time to get into it. Another thing that they talked about that was really interesting that I thought was something that perked my ears up is they're going to start doing third-person mode again, too. So, as a person who loved Graw and loved Rainbow Six Vegas and all of those kinds of games, hearing Call of Duty having a third-person mode might be fire. It might be dope. It could be pretty fantastic. Again, I think the biggest conversation around Call of Duty every year, excuse me, or every new game that comes out is how's the spawning feel? If the spawning feels like ass, then it's going to not play well. That's the biggest problem that has ever been in any real COD game has always been about spawn logic and where are you spawning? Are you spawning into gunfire with 120 people? The spawns are going to matter a lot. It's going to matter even more than in the previous games and other ways you think about it because so much of that stuff is going to be very, very tied to where people spawn, how people are kind of coming to the fight, where people are going to be coming through with some of these things where you're going to have air, sea vehicles, ground vehicles, and all of these people on a map. It could potentially be real whack if you're getting shot and you're like, I have no idea where I just got shot from. So that's going to be a very big component of how this game comes to market. How do people feel about it? Does it get the love that it deserves? And how is it going to kind of feel to everyone in the mix? I think um, that third person mode is, is, is got me real excited. I was watching some of the stream today. And it looked like it felt well for the people who were there. Shout out to the fam, Trey and Jay, the Hazard Brothers, who you might have seen on our show uh, earlier in the show's life, um, who were cooking people in the lobbies. Uh, So it tells me that if they are already feeling you know, competent in a game like this, that it probably feels pretty good in terms of routes and all that other kind of stuff. Um, One other thing that I thought was really cool or two things I thought were really cool. One, the mobile game. I might actually try that because that looks like it's going to be fun. The gunsmith stuff looks like it's going to be dope. So gunsmith this time around is all changed. It's new. It's revamped. It's very, very different. They talked about it as like, if you're getting a gun and then, that gun, the parts that you wound up getting in previous games, you would have to unlock each one of those components individually across each of those guns. This time you'll be able to unlock a main receiver and then uh, a main weapon and then unlock all of the parts of a tree of components that then you can mix and match across any of the weapons. So that means you can take a M4 and throw on a piece to that gun that then makes it shoot like an SMG. You can change a sniper rifle into an M4. You can like change all these components around to make the guns feel different. And I feel like it's going to be the most like, you know, you see those videos of like, this is the best gun set up for XYZ. I think it's really going to change a lot of that conversation depending upon what gun you're using, which, which, what kind of style of gameplay you like, you know, which guns feel good to, for certain, certain ranges and certain kinds of players. I am bugging at how that thing is going to look and going to feel and, and how all that stuff is going to wind up being like, I just love 
the tech that they're putting into there, the different modes they're going to have in there. And they're also going to have just like super fun stuff to mess around with, which is the reason why I still like Call of Duty is like, yes, it is a frustrating game to play if you're not super quick on the sticks, but the the feeling of having some version of a strategic layer to it could potentially be really fun. It's going to be kind of cool to see where they're going to land with that. So very excited for Modern Warfare 2 and everything they're going to be doing on that end of the fence. So um, what else is there to talk about? Um, yeah, that thing looked nuts. That thing just felt dope it just it just looked really really cool i'm just like i gotta go back through the rest of the entire presentation to see all the things that were there because there was a lot of stuff within that presentation uh for sure um xbox is doing some cool stuff over at tokyo game show one of the things that got talked about was death loop coming to xbox finally uh, you know, if you've watched any of the episodes that we've talked about uh, Deathloop on our show, we had a great uh, conversation with Dinga Bakaba, and we had a dope conversation with Jason E. Kelly, the voice of Cult in the game. So please, if you are, if you've never played Deathloop and you're excited about Deathloop, go back and go listen to those episodes and watch those videos on our YouTube channel because there's a lot of goodness there for you to kind of pull in. And, and, and watch a lot of good stuff there in a real way. The thing that makes Deathloop interesting, if you are a new or returning player, is this Deathloop Golden Loop update. So I saw this get talked about and I was like, well, what in the hell is that about? Like, what is, you know, is this just another version of the game coming out? Is it something else where they're adding a whole bunch of content? Are they doing something that's going to be different in a way that we hadn't seen before? And so I went to the website and was checking it out on Bethesda's website for Deathloop. And I think the, oh, they talk about the new slab, Royal Martin. So I'll tell you about that in one second. So September 20th, Deathloop is coming to Xbox. That means you get a chance to play it very, very soon, five days from now, or, you know, this, this will be up on Monday, so two days from now when you're listening to this in podcast form. Um, it's cross-play across everything now, so that's great. So you want, if you want to play MP and multiplayer stuff, uh, there's going to be things there uh, for you to be able to do. So there's going to be cross-platform matchmaking. Uh, if you set it to any, that's all platforms the same. That'll just be your platform. Or you can say it's a cross-platform matchmaking controller to any. So that means anyone on PC, if they were playing a controller, you'll be matched up with them as well. Um, it'll also feature cross-purchase and cross-save. So if you purchase Deathloop through the Microsoft Store on Xbox or PC, you'll be able to play it on all of your other Microsoft platforms and pick up where you left off. That's awesome. There's a new ability called Fugue or Fuge. F-U-G-U-E, Fugue, I think is in the music term. Um, it says the Fugue ability has four discoverable upgrades. So it's a projectile that slows and confuses your target, rendering them harmless and tipsy. Coda, extended duration. Earworm, cast a Fugue mine on a surface. Discord, this makes me think that it's about 
audio, so fugue makes sense. Discord, target becomes hostile towards its enemies. Syncopation, on target's death, fugue affects nearby enemies. So, pretty interesting. I like that. It feels like, a you know, with the perks that you have within that, a lot of, it, it does a lot of different things. It says, you know, turn your enemies against each other kind of stuff. There's a new weapon called the Halps Prototype. It's a new energy weapon that focuses a continuous laser-like beam allowing you to rip through enemies with precision. Fire the beam at a turret or a security camera to refract the beam. Hit your foes, hit foes with bank shots. Yes, that's cool. Paint Bomber is a new enemy. If you thought the other Eternalists were off their rockers, just wait until you meet the Paint Bomber. These new NPCs are taking the creative flair to a new level, strapping themselves with a bandolier of paint field explosives that they're all too happy to ignite while they sprint your way. So it's like Suicide Bombers, but with paint. Interesting. We'll see how that plays itself out. There's a new ability upgrade. Four new upgrades for Juliana's Masquerade ability. Uh, ensemble target up to three NPCs with, ma with masquerade mend is regenerate health while using masquerade on an NPC expose which when an NPC is affected by masquerade dies or spots cult cult is immediately and automatically tagged so that's great so you can see her from far away incognito damage taken while using masquerade is converted into energy interesting new two-in-one trinkets 19 new trinkets have been added to Deathloop, but these trinkets aren't like the ones you're used to. These two-in-one trinkets all combine the abilities of two existing trinkets. Take the new Wrecking Ball trinket, for example, which fuses the existing sprinter, move faster, an unstoppable force, damaging an enemy by sprinting into them trinkets, or rolling, or rolling in it, which is a blend of deep pockets, carry more ammo, and stab and grab. Receive ammo from melee kills. Snag one of these dual-purpose trinkets to free up some space in your gear for trinket possibilities. And there's going to be new secrets. And from what I'm hearing from a bunch of various different reports, there's going to be an extended ending to this, too. There's going to be a new kind of ending for this game. I don't know if they're going to retcon stuff or do things that are going to change the way that the, the stuff looks, but... I'm kind of excited to jump back into this. Like, I think this game is a one-shot game. Like, I know that there was a lot of conversations a while ago of, like, this is going to be a game that you're going to want to go back over and over and over again, you know, besides the main mechanic, which you which made you go back and forth, you know, going back through the loop to go finish the loops. But there was, like, this idea that, like, once you finish the game, you would have this, like, grand want to go back and, like, replay some version of it in a way. I, I didn't find that to be the case when I played it. I thought it was interesting in that way, but I didn't find that as, as a real thing. Um, this, I may go back to this and go check this out because I want to see what the new update is going to wind up being. I want to see what the new weapons and the new enemies and all the kind of stuff looks like because that's going to be fun. I love this game. This game is really, really good. It was one of my favorites, but it is a kind of a one-shot deal. It doesn't feel like it has the longevity in the way that you know some of these other games would have in that space. So... Um, excited for it, hyped for the possibility for it to be a thing uh, that I go back in and mess around with, and 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 have some time to go, you know, uh, you know, attack some 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 Julianas and go rock them because that that's always fun. I love the PvP in the game though. I think people fronted on the PvP real hard, but the PvP is really really good. I always thought it was a lot of fun. Um, 
Bro Martin asks, I wonder if there's going to create a extended canon ending if, if all three endings are getting an extension. Good point, because there were so many interconnected parts of the way that Colt and Juliana talked to each other towards the end of that game. I'm not going to talk about the spoilers. Um, that it was interconnected. It wasn't you know, separated from each other in that way. So it will be kind of interesting to see how those things kind of coalesce and, and, and pull themselves together especially if you're going to get a new kind of ending for it, right? So that's going to be really cool. I think that's going to be pretty freaking dope um, in the way that that game is going to wind up being. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to grab some water. Uh, we're going to take about a two, uh, we'll take about a 60 minute break. Six, not 60 minutes, 60 second break. 60 minute break is like, you're going to take an hour break and then come back. What? Jesus, Khalif. Good Lord. We're going to take a, a 60 second break. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody. My name is Kali Adams. I am the host and the owner of the Spawn on Me podcast. I wanted to thank you all for rocking with us for almost a decade. We're still going strong, still making dope moves here and there. Uh, and I think one of our most fulfilling moves has been the Spawnies. If you missed the show last year, definitely go check that out on YouTube. But I wanted to thank everyone for, for supporting the show, joining us in our live viewing, being a part of our chat, and, and showcasing and sharing just how much the show meant to you all. I think, it, you know, for me making a project like this and saying we want to really you know uh, work towards kind of helping a spot uh, within the industry of, of showcasing developers uh, from underrepresented groups has really been something that has given me a lot of passion uh, and i'm really excited to continue to find ways to level up the show we're going to add fan voting into the mix this year so that means you at home will be able to not only nominate what games are going to go into our categories but a little bit later in the year you'll also be able to Tell us which games you think should win those categories uh, for the Spawnies 2022. Our show will be airing in January of 2023. Uh, and I'm just really excited to continue to get things rolling on that side of the fence. But this part is where you all come in and where you are amazingly important to the process. So here's how it'll work. I'll be tweeting out from the Spawn on Me account on Twitter. Uh, a couple of categories per week up until our nomination show that airs on October 30th. It'll be myself, Rihanna, we'll be back talking about the games that got nominated and, and sharing all the goodness that you've all been able to share. So what'll happen is you reply to that tweet with a game that you want to go in that individual category and then any likes or retweets that go alongside the tweets that you shared, those will get counted and tabulated in the overall number and whichever one of those four games that has the highest number of votes, those will then become our nominees for those individual categories. So again, super easy, super simple to get your game in the mix. You basically reply to that tweet with the game that you want to fit that has come out in 2022. Any likes or retweets that those individual tweets get will then be tabulated and count towards the end result of us getting the four categories, I'm sorry, the four games for those categories in the Spawnies. I'm extremely excited about the process and really, really happy that we're partnering with our amazing friends over at Grab Labs to help this really grow into something that is going to be very, very special. We'll also be talking a little bit later down the line about how we do this for winners. It, the process will be very similar, but we'll also be adding in voting on our website. And for the first time ever, we're going to be doing it on Twitch with our own Spawnies Twitch extension, which I am super hyped about 
out and it's going to be really cool to see uh, out in the world working. We're going to be seeding it to a couple of dope folks as well. So they get a chance to help us spread the word. So massive love to you all. Please, please, please go out there and vote. We're going to be putting out our first tweet today. So that means you'll be able to get into the mix, add your add your games to the to the conversation. And then we'll see what we wind up getting and talk about it on our October show when we do our nomination show for the Spawnies for 2022. So super, super excited. Massive love to you all. We'll see you all on social media and on Twitter. And until then, much love and peace. So thank you for everybody for coming back to the Spawn On Me podcast. This is me, Khalif Adams, your host, the hostess with the mostest. If you missed the beginning of the show, we talked about Street Fighter TGS. We talked about Modern Warfare 2 and a lot of other awesome good stuff. So I got a chance to at PAX. Shout out to my friends over at Nintendo for giving me the opportunity to play one of my most anticipated games on the Nintendo platform, Bayonetta 3. It is, if you are a fan of Bayonetta, it is freaking dope. It is something that you are going to be very happy. You waited on. It is going to be something that is going to blow your mind. I was just astounded at how well the game played, how pretty it looked. The game is dope. So you have a couple of different in this in the video you're seeing if you're watching us on twitch.tv slash one of me is stuff that was directly from that demo. So uh, this is not stuff that I captured, but it was is pretty much what I played. Um, the it had again like the thing that about Bayonetta is like Bayonetta just has a vibe to it. Bayonetta like knows what it's supposed to be. It knows it's supposed to be sexy. It know it, it knows it's supposed to be cheeky. It knows you're supposed to fight weird ass monsters, and it knows it's supposed to have like pretty badass moments within it that are just like, what the hell just happened? And the demo that I played that was like less than ten minutes or so had all of those things in it. It literally. When I left it, I was like, I want this right now. Please give this to me right now. Is there a way I can steal this demo and take it home and play more Bayonetta? Because it just felt like it was hitting everything perfectly. The combat was there. The vibe was there. The ability to change into these kind of kaiju that you wind up switching into because uh, I know there's a name for it within the bio, in the Bayonetta universe. I just can't remember what it is. It's like de- when you change into demon form. Um, that's Devil May Cry, but you know what I mean. Um, and it just felt really good. Like all of it felt cohesive. You know, you're flying through these big spaces and you're having these weird fights with these monsters. And it felt like every time that I was like turn around and go fight a thing, it was a visual delight. It just felt really pretty. Um, it does make me wish, though. The only one downside that I can say for Bayonetta 3 is that I really do wish that Bayonetta was on a platform that just really got all the visuals there. Like, there is a vi- like for a Switch game, it looks really, really good. 
the visual fidelity though of a xbox or a playstation game i just wish it had that because bayonetta as a game like that which will probably get modded at some point because we've seen so many switch games get modded at this point I want that thing to be in that in that conversation because once you do that, then it just changes how pretty all this stuff is going to wind up looking. And it is gorgeous. It is a pretty, super beautiful game that is just like wilding out when it comes to what it's trying to do from a, a aesthetic perspective. There weren't it wasn't a lot of um, stuff to do besides the main kind of demo that they gave to us where you're kind of fighting through this train you know you're switching between uh all these different forms and you're doing all the cool bayonetta stuff that you wind up doing um and it's dope like you're like rolling through and again like you if you're watching it you're like flying down the side of a of a building you're like jumping over you know breaking trains while things are flying all around you it feels good and I just want it. It just is so perfect in what it's trying to do. And it's a game that right now, like, there's so many games that are very, very serious. I feel like this is a game that is, like, needed at this moment. I just want to find out more about, like, what Bayonetta is going to be doing in this game, why she's fighting all these big-ass monsters, why all these things are kind of happening. Uh, you know, all of that stuff feels really, really just, like, altogether important in the way it is doing like right now if you're watching this you know for folks who are listening in audio form you turn into a big ass dragon and you're fighting another big ass monster it looks like a triceratops or something like that and you're fighting that thing it it's just so good it's just so dope i think nintendo continues to make banger 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 kinds of games like this where you know if we had more of them more often, it would it would be even better. I know that Nintendo takes a long time to kind of get stuff out, but when they do drop a banger like this, it just tells you again just how good Nintendo is at continuing to build fandom and continuing to broaden out, you know, on IPs that they that they have made and really gotten popular. I'm just very very excited for all of it. I think there's a mode too where you know, you can cover up some of the nudity if you want to. Um, you know, the the weapon switches felt good. The the changes in the way you move around the space also feel really good because there's some more kind of travel modes that you do. When you turn into a butterfly, there's another one you turn into. Oh, uh, gosh, what was it? I forgot what it was. It just ran out of my head. But, you know, uh, it, it, there isn't a lot to talk about in terms of Bayonetta because there's not a lot of stuff out. And we don't have the full game yet. But... I will say, usually demos are hit or miss. I think it's one of those things where it either brings you a lot of excitement or you're kind of meh about it. Bayonetta 3's demo, I was like, I, you know, I was like, it'll come out when it comes out and then I'll, I'll rock with it and play it and all that kind of stuff and do all those things. It is it is already at the, the, the height of my anticipation list at this point now because games like this, that have this amount of polish and this amount of fun and whimsy and, and cool stuff that are going to be in it. Man, I miss stuff like that. As a big Devil May Cry fan, too, like, it's it's, it's scratching that itch, too, which is really dope and funky. Like, oh, my God, it's so dope. So, so cool. So, I am extremely hyped for 
Bayonetta 3. I just like Nintendo fam who listen to the show. Whatever I got to do to get a code for that bad boy, let me know because I'm down. Um, I'm dying to play. This will make me use my Switch again because I haven't used my Switch in a very long time. I need to get up on Splatoon. I keep hearing good things about Splatoon because I haven't played any Splatoon ever. I've never played it. Um, I know that's blasphemous for for me to say that out loud, but I've never played Splatoon yet. But it looks really fun. I may cop it and and play it. it. It never felt like it was in the space for me to care about it, but I'm seeing so many people have fun with it that I'm like, I need to jump on Splatoon and, and, and rock with it and, and, and get some stuff in there. I, I need to, I need to finally jump into that boat and, and jump into all of that ink <laughs> and, and make that happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. A thirsty Panda in our chat says confirm Splatoon's going to be cause new shooter. Hey, it might change up and kick call of duty out of there. If it's, if it's really good, it might be the new jam. Um, a couple other things that I've been playing through, I've been playing NBA 2k, um, uh, uh, NBA 2k. This is the best NBA. Actually, let me, let me switch to the screen. Cause I'm, I'm just going to get out of that one. NBA 2K currently is the best version of NBA 2K that has ever been out. From a playing standpoint, really smart additions to that game around the way you shoot, the way you dribble. They've done some fun things to kind of clamp down on all the dribble monsters that you saw in the space because those people suck and I want them to fall into a well and never get out because they ruin the game for everybody. All of you dribble monsters, I want you to fall into a hole. That being said, the thing that is the part of the mode that you will be in the most if you want to play in those online spaces is my player. The thing that I wish that they would wind up doing in a real way is remove all the story bits out of my player. I It is so cumbersome and unnecessary and not worth playing through i'm blowing past all it feels bad because it's like there's a lot of time and effort that goes into building the park the park in the city it's cool in terms of the spaces i like the what they've been trying to do there's a lot more things to do but like there's no reason why you should make me go through a whole rap battle simulation in a basketball game. There's no reason why if I mess up a question within a segment of a quest that you've given me, that you make me go all the way to the beginning of the quest loop, not the quest, not the full quest loop of that segment. So like, for instance, there's a part where you have to get some shoes and some gear from uh, uh, these two women and they ask you these fashion questions, which again, I'm playing a fucking basketball game. I don't need to ask, you need to ask me about Birkin bags and shit like that. I don't care. I don't give a shit about no goddamn Birkin bags. Okay. And then here's the thing. Royal Martin again. Thank you. Shout out to Royal Martin in the chat. The thing that's weird about the, I'm going to go back to the rap battle conversation. The thing that's whack about the rap battle thing is first of all, it gives you like a phrase and then a prompt with four different phrases that you pick one of them and it should flow like a rap, like a rap bar would go. It's like, oh, I'm an NBA star and I'm going real far. 
and then it'll give you four different prompts. And one will be like, and then I had a horse and it didn't know what I was doing when I was Norse. And I'm like, what? Like, like these, like these bars are ass. These bars are terrible. They mess up the flow of what you would think an actual stanza of a hot 16 would go because the beats are off. The way that the voice actor does the bars are off. The ways that it sounds are off. So you wind up going through some of these options that you think would be okay, but it's, they're like, nah, that's not it. You got to start that whole joint over. And I'm like, yo, I could have been playing the damn basketball parts already. It's all bad. It's stupid. It makes no sense as no purpose in the game. It adds no value to the game. It adds no value to the experience. I would much rather you give me QTEs to do in a long uh, story mode and let me do QTEs to it. Don't give me all this like, like, uh, and some of the stuff is semi funny. Like, there's a there's a mission where you go talk to Ronnie Two K, and he's doing he's like trying he's getting married and he's like, oh, I had all this stuff and I lost all these things and like, but then they're like, can you go to these four different spots once you've hit a certain level, and go meet Ronnie again for a fucking shirt and some and some in game car- not not even currency it's like XP. And I'm like, for what? This doesn't make me better on the court. I don't care about the story because the story is really derivative. And it's not that fun. It's boring. It's annoying. So here's a wild thing, too. So I made a build. And I and here's the thing that is bad. Like, I know a lot of people talk about the VC layer of 2K and how it's predatory, all that kind of stuff. I, I don't fall into that camp because I'm like, we're all adults. We know what we're getting ourselves into. You know what VC is at this point. You can't front. Like, you don't know what VC is. You know what 2K does. I'm not even mad at 2K because 2K is not even g you at this point. You g yourself because you're like, yo, I'm going to go into this blind. I don't know what VC is and I don't know how much. It's dumb. Yes, I bought, I got a PR code for the game that came with some VC. I also spent like a hundred bucks on VC to get my character into a good spot. Reasonable, right? I don't really like my character currently in terms of the build that I made. So once you get to level 90, they give you this perk that if you make a new character you should get a boost in how fast you can level up some of your attributes. The problem with that is that badges are the thing that really dictates a lot of your stuff. Of course, attributes mean a lot in this game. Like, pro tip, build stamina. Stamina is a really important thing that you didn't super care about in the previous games in that way. This year, build stamina. Stamina is really important for the game this year. But... There's always trade-offs. You got trade-off between badges and what you're going to build. And you can't be a jack of all trades. You have to kind of move things into, into different directions. You get to a certain cap, and sometimes you have to spend some money to go and move up. You should be getting some VC while playing the game. Reasonable. You do. The park, though, day two had folks that were already above 90 
already above level 10 and they were starting to build some of the builds that you see that are not great to play against one of the biggest problems about the park is that when you go in there you can't really tell who you're playing against until you get to the court so if i my build is a six nine build small forward the idea was that i don't care a lot about stamina i don't care about playmaking i care about being able to dunk on people and shoot a mid-range shot really well right my build is fucked it's it's not good it's like a bad build but i was like all right so let me roll a new one because the, i got in this perk now i roll a new build which i'm actually much happier about but the amount of vc that i had to throw into that build to get it to a reasonable spot to be playable both in my career and in the park was probably another hundred thousand VC. I'll say that as a low number, at least another hundred thousand VC. That's a lot of money. I'm not mad at the, again. I'm not mad at that problem as a, that's a me problem. That's not a you problem. That's not anybody else's problem That's a me problem for me saying I fucked up. And also, if I want to be viable in this game to play against all these goddamn dribble monsters and all these other people, I need to boost a couple of different statistics that I messed up in the initial thing because I tried to play it in the way that I wanted to play it and not in the way that the meta would let me. That's my biggest issue with 2K is like you can build whatever you want, but the game will dictate in the the, the audience will dictate what's a viable build for you. Especially if you're playing against twos or threes because one, you need a big man who knows what they're doing. You need at least one guard that knows what they're doing and can shoot. You need someone who's a little bit of a tweener who can shoot, rebound, defend. If you if you can have you know a guard that can do that, that's even better. If you have a big man who knows how to play big, that's even better. But then you have to do all that in lag. It's hard. It's like and with the new shooting system, which again, I'm happy they did it. But there's no ways to mitigate some of the stuff that happens because you're playing in this so varied environment. Um, the environment doesn't like you can go to the Gatorade park or like the Gatorade courts or other parts of the park and shoot and do all that kind of stuff. And by God, there are people who have nailed it. They have figured it out. They found the proper shot. They have figured out the timing and all that stuff. They are, they have gotten all that stuff down. But if you're playing as a casual who wants to play some competitive, the ant, the difference between when you're playing in the NBA games and the online stuff is so great that like, there's all these extra weird little animations that happen. It feels like you're a little bit slower than you need to be. There's a lot of these small things that happen that make it not as fun as it should be because it is just a weird decision that was made from the development team to have these additions in the game alongside a community that plays in the cheesiest ways possible. It's just not fun for some of that stuff. I hate the park still. I like the rec center. Rec center is a little bit better. The park stuff, 
I'll see how it feels with this new build and see if that's more viable. Also, I need to play with people that I know because it's better with friends to play with people that are friends and people who are on mic who you can talk to and communicate and be like, I'm going to go here. Here's what I'm trying to do. Like, there's all those layers. But I would say this game is not fun for solo players. It's not like if you're playing the park, it's not fun for solo people. You have to have people that you want to play with and people that you that you rock with to get things done. And that kind of sucks. I don't like it. It's whack. City is okay. The my story stuff is ass cheeks. The Jordan stuff and the era stuff. Mwah, beautiful. Dope. The overlays with the time era specific stuff and the filters. Fantastic. The little vignettes they talk about stuff uh they bring in the nba players who played against michael jordan and that stuff towards the end beautiful dope feels really good the game feels again like it's the best version of the game that i've played in a long time but all the online stuff just annoys me because it doesn't give you the ability to play the way you want to unless your character is a 95 or some other stuff and and if you make your second character after you've gotten that perk on your first, you have to go through all of the story beats all over again. I will repeat that. You have to go back over all of the dumb story beats from the beginning all over again. They don't even they let you keep the stuff that you've purchased or you've or you've obtained from your first character, but in terms of like going to the story and picking up where you left off with your second character, they don't even let you do that. It's so dumb. Cause that, cause like I now know the stuff that I need to avoid to just get into a matches and get into, to do what I need to do. Like all the side stuff. Oh, go play a match wearing state farm gear for what? I don't need to do that shit. It's stupid. There's so many things in that thing that they just are like, this is like, so much time filler for the sake of filling time i don't understand why you have to do that part just give me ways to grind on my to grind on my character yeah give me ways to grind my character get my badges that have nothing to do with that you can again you can play wreck all day you can play all the other stuff all day there's fun interesting cool things you can get through doing the the stuff, but it's all cosmetic and doesn't really do anything. There's some stuff in there that are like give you extra badge slots and some other stuff. Some some of that you have to do, but you have to go through a whole line of mission quests to get there. Anyway, I'm having fun with it. That's the part that makes it weird. I just went over a whole rant for like two minutes about a thing that I was like, "Yo, this is ass." But at the end of the time, at the end of the day, I'm gonna go back upstairs and go play more because I like the game. The game feels really good. Best version of the game that's been out for a couple of couple of seasons. So I would say tread lightly when you are copying your 2K stuff. Again, if you're in the community, I want to play with you. Find some ways to get together and play some games together. We can play some park and beat people's butts. But like, man, the, they talk about the grind parts and the grind parts are just like real grindy. Anyway, um, before we get out of here for this episode of Spawn on Me, and again, thank you everybody for taking the time to hang out with me here. I wanted to give uh, some flowers today to some folks that mean a lot to me. Uh, there have been a lot of um, 
there've been a lot of layoffs this week. Uh, we saw folks from G4 get laid off. Uh, we saw today, as of September 15th, pretty much most of the staff from Fanbyte, our parent company, our parent, the, the, the folks who are our network parent for their podcast network, 90% of their staff is gone and got laid off today from Tencent. So I don't know what that means for our show, which is one thing I have to find out tomorrow of like, so what happens? Because basically they're, they're, they're holding all of our hosting for our show. So if they're like, this is done, that means that we have to go find a new place to host our show, which means the subscribers that have stuck to our RSS feed, they're now in limbo for a minute. So I don't know what that means in a real way. So that's one thing I have to figure out. We have a contract, so they, they have to honor the contract. So that's reasonable for the rest of the year and a half of what that means. But if, if they gut the entire podcast network, I don't know what that means. That means they probably have to pay me out or something early um, and find me a new place to do it and transfer my stuff over, transfer all the spawn of me stuff over. I don't know how it works yet. We'll find out. But what I want to say is it was dirty the way that it wound up happening. They didn't, most of the folks didn't know that it was coming. God bless Imran Khan, who literally was in Japan at TGS covering the show for Fanbyte. Woke up this morning at four something in the morning, Japan time, and found out that he didn't have a job. And I love the Fanbyte crew. Like there's there's the fanby team gives so much care to this industry. They give so much care to how they work with each other. They give so much care to finding good, interesting angles on stories. It breaks my heart to see a team like that with John Warren, Nikki Grayson, you know, so many other folks, uh, um, Paul Tamayo, you know, so many folks who I look up to, Danielle Riendo, um, who I look, who I looked forward to when we had our monthly meetings to be like, you know, everyone treated each other with a really level of, with a great level of care and respect and, took time to to give people space to emote and to feel things and to have a good work-life balance. They would tell people all the time, like, yo, don't work today if you don't feel good. Don't work if you're stressed out. If the internet is too much today, don't work. Like, all the things you would hope to hear as a place to land if you're a games journalist, Fanbyte was, and still is because it's not dead yet, but the people who are were the backbone of what Fanbyte was prior to today really gave a shit in a real way about all of the things that I just talked about. And it just bothers me that we've just, this is the thing that has now happened in the way that it happened for all of those folks. There's a lot of things that were happening in the background of like how to grow Fanbyte. And Fanbyte, you know, it was a smaller network, but it was still one in which a lot of people understood the ideas about like 
how to not be like what old journalism was and how to make sure that the space was good for everybody who was working for them in as many ways as they could. And on a personal note, spawn on me what you see right now, right now, everything that you see in the past two years, because I think we're almost in, the, in our third year of our contract with Fanbyte. All the growth that you've seen in the spawn on me space from this studio and all the things that have come about from the visual aesthetic that you get to see here. All of that is because of John Warren. And I want to give John Warren love floppy adult on Twitter. What you have to understand is I was going to quit spawn on me a couple of times because I'll be super transparent. People think that spawn on me does major numbers in the world. We do okay numbers in terms of our downloads. People think that I make a lot of money making doing doing spawn on me. We don't make uh, we don't make hardly any money on spawn on me. Not enough to build a studio in a in a new house. Not a new house. We bought this house. But we bought this house with money that we got from the, the initial deal with Fanbyte. I wouldn't live in this home if it wasn't for Fanbyte. I wouldn't have this studio if it wasn't for Fanbyte. I wouldn't have any of this stuff that has grown from this, all the opportunities that have spawned from it and having this, this thing look good and people like, your colleague, your setup looks super clean. Yo, how's that look? Is this is like, I get to produce a show here and market spawn on me with this visual aesthetic to be like, we are a professional show. I did dice in this, in this, uh, basement. I did, Anything that I've done in the hosting space where you've seen me is because of John Warren looking at Spawn on me and saying, I believe in you, Ka. I believe in what you what you believe in. I believe in the work that you do. And I think Spawn on me has enough value to be the flagship podcast on our new podcast network. There's so much that I owe to John Warren for believing in me, believing in Spawn on me, and putting his money and ten cents money where his mouth was. And I can't not give him flowers for that. I like John. I love John. John is good people. We got to do a dope ass show. Underneath that umbrella, we got to do Corner 3, which was my favorite basketball podcast to do because it was funny. It was interesting. We were just cutting up and talking and, and rocking. And there's a lot of things that I owe to John and I owe to fan by and that entity because we wouldn't have this house if it wasn't for them. I wouldn't be living here in this home. Because some of the money that we got in that initial deal was went into the closing of this house, the down payment of this house. Um, so it pains me a lot to see all of those want all those wonderful folks lose their jobs. It pains me a lot because the, that that crew is quirky and funny and 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 just believed in something else that was not something that i think a lot of people in this industry believe in and it sucks to see the industry bite them in the ass for whatever reasons 10 cent will share at some point right like 
it just it just bugs me that that's the way this all went down. They didn't even get a chance to lock up, you know, to be able to to leave the space and have their send off and have their goodbye in that way. Maybe we'll do it here on Spawn of Me. We can have that time to commiserate and do that kind of stuff. Um, but before we sign off for tonight, and uh, shout out to Shadosha in the in the, in the chat. Um, I just want to say, John. I know you're out there. I know today is not a great day for everybody who's at the fan bite spot. Today is a terrible day for all of you. I want to thank you all though, for believing in spawn on me. I want to thank all of you for offering help and offering good ways to, to work and collaborate with me as a kind of outsider and welcoming me into the fan bite family in a real way. Uh, when you didn't have to, you totally didn't in a, in a space where so many creators don't get to live out their dream. I'm still living out my dream off the back of what Fanbyte provided, um, and especially to to Danielle Riendo, and especially to John Warren, especially especially to John Warren. Thank you for believing in our show. Thank you for believing that it had worth. Thank you for believing that you could put money into a thing that you probably weren't going to get the same return on, but it was worth enough to do that work. Like. The, the 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 conversation around like how diversity moves and how you give people a platform john did that for me um so i would say when you are going to bed tonight give some thoughts to the wonderful folks over at the fanbyte team give some love to the folks over at the g4 side of things too the media space is real tight right now so we have to look out for each other and make sure that we're paying attention to all that energy that's in those spaces and make sure that we're saying kind things and, 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 you know, you know, uh, absorbing the work that people are doing and, and, and consuming that stuff. That's a big part of why we ask you to like subscribe to stuff and to engage with posts. And when we do a sponsor thing to like rep it and share it and sometimes throw some money at it is because all of this stuff is really tenuous. This show tenuous, this thing could go away in a week. It could, Right. That's why when you sub, it's important when you send us, you buy T-shirts, it's important when you, you know, support Swannies and stuff like it's important. Right. So massive love to the fan by team, massive love to, to John Warren, the rest of that squad. Hopefully we'll see them again doing more stuff very, very soon. But right now, I'm sure they are all down. Um, and, and shout out to all of you for building up our community in a way and building up our show to be something that someone like a John Warren would look at and say, we want that on our, on our network. So it's a, it's a win for all of you at home. Um, and uh, again, it goes back to me thanking all of you for all the wonderful ears that you have given me over the almost 10 years of me doing this work. So with that, we're going to say peace for tonight. Again, go and vote in the spawnies uh go check out those those tweets we'll be doing some more of those tomorrow uh we'll probably still be because we're doing like one a week uh we'll be doing more of the jamiroquai vr award uh sharing that out uh tomorrow morning um and there's gonna be some fun stuff i don't know what's gonna happen next for the next two weeks i'm gonna be in california doing a thing that you will definitely hear about uh in a week or two uh, and then the week after that, I'll be at work 
Um, so uh, I'm, I'm going to see if I can bring some gear to stream and record a show uh, and do it that way. Uh, it's always hard because I don't have like a, a specific case for all that kind of stuff. I just throw it all into my <laughs> into my luggage and see if it doesn't break. Um, but I'll, I'll keep you posted on social about how all that stuff is going to wind up working. Um, until next time, until next time, until next time, we'll see you here on Spawn on Me. Much love, peace, hair grease, wash your hands, and wash your butt. Yeah.